Welcome back to Equal Time Soccer. We got a big one. It's a breakfast show. Danny and I are prepped. We are so lucky. I'm Mark Pavrotsky here with my co-host Danny Foxhoven. Danny, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. Got my coffee and we have Nicole here. So really excited. We're blessed. So we yeah. have with us all the summer, Danny would be bringing in you know, these big timers now say, God, it's so cool. We have we have uh, her bringing in these people to help shine a light. We got our own local big timer, Danny. We have the USLW mm -hmm. Coach of the Year, Nicole Lukic. Nicole, where's that trophy? Bust it out. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of those certificates. Well, yeah, it's up here. I didn't get anything, but um, it's right you here. It's right oh. here. <laughs> if you didn't get a trophy, we're going to make one. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I would gladly okay. accept that from you, Mark. Okay, we're, we're, we'll, we'll talk to Pence Homes, our we'll sponsor later. No, we'll, but honestly, um, Nicole, it's a few weeks out. Uh, like it was a really, it's such a quick season. I know like everyone around the team, it was really intense. It was really fun, but it was really intense. So you've had a couple weeks to kind of chill. But when you think back now, just what are the main memories? Like what come, what, you know, comes to mind when you're thinking back on the season? Oh boy, that's a big question to start. Um, I don't know. I just think of all the fun we had, honestly. And like you said, it was a lot of work leading up to it. And then it just felt like it went so fast. Um, I have enjoyed just, you know, when I'm on social media, like yesterday, for example, out of nowhere that the goal, the penalty kick my you scored was just like on my feed for some reason. Uh -huh. um, so I, I've enjoyed little things like that. Like just looking back at different moments of the season, lots of the goals we scored. Um, and mainly now too, I, I really enjoy seeing our, our players that are in their college seasons having success at the beginning of their seasons. And I'm excited to continue watching them throughout the fall. Yeah going into like now having a couple weeks afterwards and your time leading up to it was so quick it was such a quick like now we're starting the club the season's about to start and now we're you know just in the in the recent weeks afterwards what were your expectations going into it did the season overall um you know as the first season did it do did it surp uh, surpass your expectations was it kind of like what you thought it would be what 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 about that? Yeah. Um, well, my staff, myself and the other coaches, we had two main goals for the season. Um, one was player experience and knock that out of the park, give the players the most professional feeling team that we could. And then two was to win the championship. Um, yeah. So it fell a little short on two. But overall, for a first year, I think we're really happy with how things went. Um, a lot of player feedback has been that the team felt professional, even though it's pre-professional. I think our fans had a lot to do with that and creating that game day atmosphere. Um, so overall, you know, looking back, I think it went pretty well. Um, I think we, we have set a good foundation with a lot of the things that we wanted to set up. I think... I hope the game day experience would be like that, but you just never knew. Yeah. Um, and especially in the playoffs, like those were just over the top, amazing. Um, yeah, I could say like our with confidence that none of our players have ever experienced an environment like that in game day. So that's that's really special. Sure. 
I yeah, mean, I will say. There's probably other pros who haven't experienced that, right? Well, Danny didn't even, I mean, you got That's a bit exactly of what I was going to say is I, I know some, you know, some settings, even in a professional setting where it wasn't that. I think it's gotten a lot better now, but, yeah. you know, especially at the beginning, this definitely outdid that. And I will say, you know, on game days when I showed up, the first game, I remember being like, oh, my gosh, I did not expect this. Like, I did not expect that kind of a turnout. I did not expect that kind of a you know, kind of an atmosphere and you guys obviously played so well. I just felt like all of it really um, was this big picture. Did you expect that kind of a turnout from the get go? I mean, that's what I was telling the players. I, I didn't like put a number on it. <laughs> like just envision it, you know, sell out crowd. Yeah. Like we're going to do this. But yeah. yeah, I knew I can specifically remember this one moment in my head when we were walking out to the very first game and all those people were there and I was just like we just have to be good enough tonight <laughs> yeah. to make them want to come back yeah um but that was like the only one time where I was like okay I feel like a little pressure from all yeah, that sure. but um I think after that the team really absorbed wanting that um and then we started playing better. And I think that helps bringing people back and stuff like that. Yeah, for well, sure. It, I think uh, also, Nicole, if you didn't feel uh, pressure and nerves walking out of that stadium, something's probably wrong with you because I think ever, you should. I mean, it's that's wild. And we, I can tell you, um, I, I joked with Danny after we did the very first pregame, I rewatched it. And I, I never really have rewatched my shows. I don't like listening to my voice. And I was talking at like double speed because I was so anxious to like, are we going to do it right? And there's all these people and it's the game. So it, it, we, I think, experienced the same thing too. During the, during the <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, was, was I wanted to ask you, Nicole, so you, all the things, um, you know, I watched the interview we did with you in, it must have, I think, December. So it was like, you know, there wasn't, it, it was called Minnesota Women's Soccer Team. We didn't have any players. Sarah Fuller hadn't signed yet. And you talked about kind of what you addressed with Danny, like, the pre-professional expectations you wanted to have for players. So more than just playing like, you know, housing and costs and things like that. So how do you think, obviously we could tell, I mean, it seemed like the players in terms of the game and the team had a really fun summer. How do you think it went in terms of like supporting them in the overall sense and what the club was able to do um, in that, in that aspect? I mean, I think, I mean, I could go down so many paths right here, but, I mean, you talked about one of them, housing, right, which was something probably our team was able to do that a lot of other teams weren't able to do. We had half of our team in, in housing, um, and to not have to put them into host families, I think, is pretty cool, too, because it gives them their own space, and they don't have to deal with that awkwardness of living in someone else's space. Um, so that allows them to be themselves a little bit more. So that was really important. Um and I think if you ask the players, like the thing that they just love the most was probably the training environment. Not only being able to play games at TCO, but to be able to train there, have a locker room, have our own space where players could come in early, eat some snacks, hang out, you know, listen to music, be a team. Um, and then I think everybody, one thing I was really happy about was just the, the player mentality that we had on the team. Everybody wanted to be there to train um, and get better. 
And whether it was like for our season or long-term for just themselves as a player, I thought that was, that was really special. And, um, you know, we never really had to talk about like playing time that much as a team or like have kind of those conversations that sometimes drag teams down because I think overall every single player felt like we were investing in them, whether or not they were getting game minutes um, because we were able to keep the the training environment so high. And even on game days, our assistant coaches got there early and did a training for the players who weren't playing. Um, so I think back to your question of, you know, resources and supporting the team, I think that the fact that the club, the founders were able to support the coaching staff's vision of investing in every player like that and, and traveling more than 18 players um, so that we can continue to invest in everybody. I think that was really huge and maybe something that other teams weren't able to do. Yeah. No, they'd roll in with two yeah, vans. Absolutely. They'd roll in in two vans. They couldn't take more than 15 or whatever. Sometimes some of the teams. Yeah. Which I get it. Like it's, yeah, it's expensive to have a team like this. Um, and we just, blessed to have so many great community owners behind this team that allow our players to have a different experience. Yeah, definitely. And talk about, you know, one of the things we know, uh, we knew this during the season, um, is that as this team got attention, because you, you had to recruit this team from scratch, like you said, on some promises, on some details, you know, the million dollars helped, maybe helped, you know, it showed something behind the team. But I think recruiting the team next year will be a little different <laughs> because this team is as visible as any, you know, maybe lower women's team, you know, ever. I don't know. I'd have to, I, there's probably some the people I'm leaving out in history. But talk about that. Talk about how many messages maybe you're already getting, maybe hearing from coaches. I know, you know, just tell us the biggest names you've heard from. Nicole. Yeah. I mean, last year, I said this is another reporter who was asking me about this. Um, we put together a PowerPoint and it was January. It was before it was even Aurora. So it was like, hey, come join this Noni team that doesn't have a place to play yet. <laughs> have a... Nicole, can we get that PowerPoint? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, you know, all these things. Uh, and it was just like, but I promise, like, this is going to be huge. We have all these community owners. Like, there's something here. So I just give our players... Um, and obviously then, you know, the, the, the logo came out, the branding came out, the stadium came out, some more things started coming out in February, March. Um, but I give the players on this, the roster in 2022, just so much credit because they were able to see the vision um, before it was actually a real thing, which for young people can be a really hard thing to do and, and thing to trust in people, especially I didn't really have too many previous relationships with them. So um, they're just trusting me or the assistant coaches. But yeah, I think this year will be different. We'll be able to, you know, show highlights of the season, show one picture of the, the stadium absolutely packed. Yeah. Um, I know a lot more college coaches. Yeah. A lot more college coaches know who we are now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the environment you're setting, like they can trust you now and trust your vision and trust like sending their players here for, mm -hmm. you know, a couple months out of the summer, which I know is a big thing for, for college coaches. 
Um, talk to us a little bit about how you found those players. Like, how did you build the team? What was your mentality around that? And, and what did that look like? Yeah. Um, well, this is another PowerPoint. <laughs> I'm suspicious that maybe my brother was not He likes to make PowerPoints. I'm wondering if Matt also. <laughs> so, um, right before the season, actually, myself and the other coaches, we went to the Minnesota Tucker Center. We were speakers um, at the Women's Coaches Symposium, and we gave a presentation on where we found our players because this was April and we found them. Um, so it was a pretty good mix. We had two tryouts last year. I think we ended up getting four players from the tryouts. Mm -hmm. um, let's see if I can name them. Mariah Wynn. Christelle. Christelle. Megan Dahl before she got hurt. Right. Yeah. Olivia. Yeah. And Taylor Kane. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, those tryouts were fun. And I don't know if we would have found those players and they ended yeah. up being key players on the team. Um, I'd say most of our players came from just working our networks between myself and the assistant coaches, um, talking to college coaches, watching some film. Jenny Clark was huge for us with her Utah connection. Clearly. Um, so she, she worked with Jill Bennett before at Utah tech. And then she knew the coaches at Utah state, um, where Addie and Kelsey came from. Um, and then that's actually how we got Cassie, our goalkeeper coach too, mm -hmm. is because she saw something about a Utah player coming over here, saw some kind of post mm -hmm. um, that led to her applying for the job. So that was pretty cool. Um, the younger players, Shelby and the Rap sisters, I knew previously from working with them in rush soccer. Um, I'm looking at our roster here. Your brother, Matt, he led us to Morgan Turner, big Minnesota player playing at the That was a good connection for us. Shout out to the big dog. Yep. Um, Yelena, Yelena came from UIC, which yeah. is coach David Nikolic there. I played for David uh, back in the day at Milwaukee. Oh. So just, you know, kind of a, yeah. a combination. And then, of course, just some players randomly reached out, like Cha, for example. Yeah. What? <laughs> Campbellville. Go Campbellville. Yeah, we, we got a lot of emails that were just like, hey, I think it might be a good for, fit for this team. Can you watch my film? Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, Segment Cha, Campbell's, you know, I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. well, then I started watching the film and I was like, Jenny, I think we got one here. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, I mean, did you like know, okay, we need looking at as you started fitting players in, now we need another two, let's say, outside backs. We need another midfielder. And then you were specifically looking for that in your, you know, in, in looking at all of this, or were you kind of just looking at players to fit in when you could? I think a little bit of both. We started like by trying to to go the positional route, uh, make sure at least had our bases covered. But then towards the end, it's just like you know what? If if they can play, they can play. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out down the road. Like the Raps, for example, they're all pretty versatile, mm -hmm. and they were uh, added towards the end. And it was just like, well, whatever. Like I know yeah. they can, they can play, so we'll 
we'll see uh, how they fit into our style once we get on the field. Yeah. That would have been pretty hard to imagine the season without the rap triplets, to be honest. They yeah. Because you know, they played each phase of the game and they were all impact. You know, it started just Eli starting and then all of them were so vital. And yet yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating having so many of these players in college, Nicole, because like you, it's like, I want to try to tune into Oklahoma soccer to watch the raps. So you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to, so you knew some of the players and then some you knew of, it's like Morgan Turner, you know, how many, you know, she scored a lot of goals at DePaul, but, um, I know Danny and I were talking about this, how many of the players, you know, or which ones maybe, whether how you knew them before or what you saw early in training then just surprised you with the growth in this environment or what they were able to show, um, different than you, you know, anticipated from just scouting prior. Good question. I got my roster here. I'm making sure I think of everybody. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Addie Simmons was originally brought in to be a center back. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good one because she stepped up and became our holding mid and was a really integral piece of what we were doing every single day. Um, I actually talked to her yesterday. She is back to playing center back at Utah State. Okay. If you're wondering. Um Mariah Wynn at tryouts, I mean, we knew she was fearless and feisty, but we weren't, at first we thought she might be an outside back for us. Mm -hmm. So we kind of moved her around until we found her spot and her ability to just, you know, start the press for us and just mm -hmm. always put the other team under pressure and yeah. somehow always find a way to get the ball into the box whether or not you think she's about to fall down and, and roll out of bounds <laughs> the ball ends up in front of the net somehow yeah she has the eye of the tiger nicole that's you know. a great a great way to <laughs> i mean self self-applied to the leg but she does literally have the eye of the tiger <laughs> or lying i don't know if it, it was some big cat yeah i love that um Ari Delmoral, she was going to be a center mid for us. Um, but I think just because of her calm presence um, and her ability to keep possession really well, she we've had her play more in the wide space so that she could help us kind of change the tempo. Like, for example, like she's a very different player than Mariah, who's very fast and forward all the time. If we needed somebody to slow the game down and help us get our rhythm back a little bit more, Ari was a good piece for us out wide in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, Abby, Abby O, you know, went through a process that, that nobody else on the team really did. We had an invite only try out the first week of practice um, and she claimed she won the last spot on the roster. So for her to go from that to then, you know, starting in the, the McLean game and winning player of the game for that game, like that's a pretty cool story too. Yeah, that is. That's is. really amazing. Talk about your tryout players, Nicole. This is something that I think we would reference once in a while, or not tryout players, training players, I'm sorry, because yeah. that's a cool thing also um, that really you'd probably only see 
in a team with this type of training environment. Most of the teams in this league might have bigger rosters than yours overall, but they only, you know, it's because people come in and out, people are busy. Yeah. Um, but you to, to supplement and have a core team, you had the training, three training players. So forgive me, I don't remember their names. So I just want to give them some shout out, shout out the three, those three players and what they meant to the team. Cause we would see them training with you, obviously for practice, they were integral if you needed to rest or get setups, you know, for different like tactical setups on the field. Yeah, absolutely. My Dempsey, um, Tyler and Ava, my and Tyler at Hamlin and Ava's at UNC Asheville. Um, those are our three training players and they, they were incredible. They always showed up, had a great attitude, played whatever position we needed them to play, did as many reps as we needed them to do. Um, and I think if you ask them, they would all say that they they got better from the experience and they they you know loved being a part of the team. I personally like I think the biggest one of the biggest ways they helped was just on that day before the game, um, where we might we don't really want to run too many hard minutes on people. Like they were three people that we were like, you know what, we need you to to be this person in this position and just keep going. Yeah. Um, and then on game day two, for the players that were not playing and they had those trainings, being able to add three more numbers to a low a low mm -hmm. group of numbers um, to go from like six to nine players, like that just allows you to do so much, so much more on that day. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were great. And um, I'm excited that, you know, two of them are here in town. I'll probably go watch one of their games at mm -hmm. least this fall and. Ava's going to let me know a good one to watch online. So, yeah, they were a crucial piece. Yeah, that's that's huge because we talked about it throughout the season where a lot of other teams, even when they were traveling, had like 14 on their roster, you know, or carried 18 on their roster, like total, full. So for you guys being able to have not only the three training players, but then have people like that numbers travel with you too, talk a little bit about how that helped in – the overall like performance throughout the season. Right. I mean, it was huge in my mind because we could play, you know, a lot of our games were Friday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, so not a huge break in between. So we could play a group on Friday. We wouldn't have to commit yet to what our Sunday roster is. We could see how Friday went. Uh -huh. um, and then if anybody picked up dings, or, you know, we just put more minutes on someone Friday than, than we wanted to. We had this, you know, six, seven, eight players that didn't play any minutes that we could rotate in for Sunday to give um, those other players a rest. Not just for our season, but to, like, it was important to our staff to make sure players are not being overused because they're going immediately into their college season. And mm -hmm. um, we wanted them to feel ready for their college season, not like, um, exhausted. Yeah. Sure. No, it seemed like you did a great job with it. I mean, I don't know if it was, you know, the simplicity of my observation, but it did feel like there was a trend that you get 15 minutes into the second half the other team would be thinner and whether it was you made better subs or you had deeper subs or that your team had good chemistry that it worked, it always felt like eventually you wore people down. Like eventually, you know, either the quality or um, the fitness um, from again, like you're training every day. Some of the teams only travel a couple, you know, train a couple times. 
Um, yeah. I'm going to take a quick break to do an ad read for our sponsor, Pence Homes, the podfather. This show is brought to you by Pence Homes, whether you're buying or selling or you're looking to do some projects in your current home. Nate and Lydia can help find you what you need. Need financing for a basement remodel, looking to add a second bath or even a workspace that now you're working from home. Pence Homes and their preferred lender, Angie Shearer, with Luminate Financing can help find the right financing tool for you. Go to PenceHomes.com and learn more or find them on social media at Pence Homes. And I'll say this is just off the cuff. I'm a bartender and I'm in the bar I work at, the Blackheart, and Pence Homes tips very well when they come into the bar. So from, from a service employee, from, from what it's worth from a service employee, thank you, Pence Homes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Danny, I know we talked about this and I know you were a coach um, uh, at the D2 level. And one of the things that was really cool about this team, all female coaching staff, so rare. I think Nicole and the, the show from the, the winter, you said maybe you'd only had one female coach ever in your whole life, or like you'd never had an all female. So what do you think that meant to your players and, and to you? I mean, doing it this year. I mean, a different experience for me, for sure. Um, I've never at the senior level worked with females on staff before. So that was a very cool experience for me, um, different and nothing against the guys. Cause I have a lot of really awesome male mentors, um, but it was different. And, you know, I liked it. The four of us got along really well. We're able to communicate open and honestly, which I really appreciated. Um, and I think for the players, it was different. And hopefully it was different in a good way. I mean, you'd have to ask them, but I think for the most part, they enjoyed being around us. Um, and we we had good chemistry, not only just the players, but staff to players as well. Yeah, I feel like that's such a fine balance to, uh, you know, to find your not only your staff that really gets along, but then the staff that can translate to to the players and communicate to the players in a way that resonates with them. But you could tell by the way that they just had so much fun throughout the year that you guys like had a good working relationship. So, um, you know, so it was really fun to watch from our perspective as well. well I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and for what it's worth, they told us directly they appreciate it. Nicole. Yeah, they every, did. Every they definitely player, did. Every player we talked to, you know, had said they never had an all-female staff, you know, whether they've had one assistant. You'll see a lot of women's teams where it's like a guy, a guy, and a second assistant yeah. is like a player who just left or something. But yeah. it was the and it's also not just the, um, I think Jen Lyric said it very well in when we interviewed you before the season, it's not just women coaching staff it's women with you know feminist ideas and because it's because of course you know women and men both live with uh, the patriarchy that we have inside of us so it's finding the and the started with the founding of the team being yeah. for you know to those ideals too so uh, yeah i think we all appreciate it getting to see that um, yeah. yeah oh danny did you freeze up sorry yeah it's coming Sounds like it's coming back, um, but I think I'll, I'll just, Sorry. there we go. Yeah, go ahead, Danny. Feedback. back. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I was going to say, um, at the end of the, at the end of the season, like, 
as a player myself, I've been in their shoes before where it's a really short season. It's like really, you know, a ton of things going on at once. And then you turn around and you go back to this like really long season in college. Um, and oftentimes if you just played all the way through, that could feel really exhausting. But I will say, I feel like a lot of the girls came away with more energy at the end of the year, more excited about what they were doing with their own careers, going into their own back to their, you know, they're more established teams with it. So it's a longer time. Um, did you also feel like that? I mean, you talked about it just briefly where you were saying like, we wanted them to be, you know, not exhausted going into this. Was that part of your mentality? Yeah, I think that definitely, you know, drove us to make some of the decisions that we did. Um, obviously keeping winning in the forefront as well, because they're never dropping really But yeah, I think because, you know, the relationships that they were able to create so quickly, um, they bought into what we were doing really quickly. It allowed us to just, you know, have this trust in each other that, hey, maybe you're used to starting, but today you're going to come off the bench and you're only going to get 20 minutes. So make the most of it. And then I'm just being like, okay, that's, that's my role today. Like, that's great. Thanks for at least letting me know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, that was something that really helped was just being open and honest with them. And when I'm, when I'm saying that specific one in my head, it's, I don't know if you remember Maya Hansen, she came off the bench. I don't remember what game it was a home game, but we played her the last 20 minutes of the game and she just came out on fire and she, okay. she had, that goal where she beat the, the two people out wide and then, and then finished. And I think she had a couple assists that game too. Yeah. Um, so just, I would say their, their maturity to make that happen because you know, how many situations have you been in where you tell a player that and they're just sour because they're yeah. not supporting and then they don't perform well. Um, we didn't really have any of that. So that was just super cool. And I think all the players were just genuinely happy when their teammates got opportunities too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and players had different moments. Like it was, you know, like you said early on, Maya Hansen was scoring goals and Morgan Turner hadn't scored any, I think for the first, I don't know, it was a handful. And then she just, you know, got hot, you know, Lydia Rupert coming in to do that crazy ass penalty when I was like, why is Lydia taking this? You know, it's just so surprising. So everyone found their moment. So clearly you had, you worked that, I think, in a balanced way. Yeah. Um, talk about talking about players stepping up. Some of your players, I mean, part of the goal of this team is a pre-professional is to prepare them, you know, to actually go pro. Some of your players already look to be doing that. Morgan Turner signed in Portugal, which is really exciting. Following any of these players' Instagrams after they sign is always really amazing. Just seeing this beautiful Portuguese city. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Talk about... Um, your experience, because I'm guessing you may be getting some of these calls or maybe getting, you know, talked to before or, may, or if not, just talk about Morgan getting that and what you may be, if there's more down the pike that you expect to see players um, signing. Yeah, um, I'd like to get more calls. So if anybody's out there listening <laughs> um, or email and look at chat mnaurora.com. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, super happy for Morgan Turner. I actually spoke to her yesterday. Things are going well there. Um, she's excited. First game in, I think, three days. She said she's got five. They've got five coaches. They've got a great field. Um, she's got access to a workout facility. She's doing different activities awesome. that she's not 
yeah, that she's not used to. Um, she's got four teammates that speak pretty good English. Um, but she's, yeah, she's loving it. So I'm excited for her to see how she, she does in the games. Um, we've had a couple of other players get offers to go pro um, that maybe just weren't the right situations for them just yet. Um, so we'll see what happens, but um, I know there's a lot of players on this team with a lot of potential. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see more coming um, maybe after their college seasons. When I feel like that's a really good segue into now, what does the off season look like for you um, in terms of just looking at those players still maintaining relationships with the current players or what does that look like? Yeah. So right now um, just kind of been slowly picking away at meeting with each player on the team, just having kind of a postseason meeting and, and getting their thoughts for 2023 um, at the same time, starting to talk to new players for 2023 that um, are reaching out or I know of just trying to start those initial relationships. Um, but a lot of it's, you know, going to depend on what's happening with the 2022 roster. Um, but I think by probably the holidays, we'll start knowing more. Mm. Um I'm excited to watch some more games locally. Yeah. Went to the St. Thomas Gopher game. That was fun. Might go to the Gopher game tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jenny's going to go to the Gopher game against Utah Tech. Mm-hmm. Molly um, that she used to work with. Mm-hmm. So lots of recruiting. Um, the team's also been doing a lot of things out and about. We got to go to the Vikings game last weekend which was super cool very nice of them to to have us out in that space and show the team off and in front of i don't know it wasn't full but i i feel like there had to be at least fifty thousand people there and they got got the aurora highlights on the the jumbotron they had us out on the field in the third quarter sweet that's awesome that is cool and yeah. the Aurora players during MLS All-Star, there was a lot of MLS All-Star yeah. activities like at the Blackheart, but also just everywhere around. And um, I know like Sarah Fuller and Christelle, I think were like hosting some, you know, part of the concert or something. And <laughs> they, they came in here after when the Cooligans are going on. And so happy yeah. they, they're they're enjoying after the after the season. They don't have to train in the morning anymore, Nicole. So that's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you because you know this 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 thing about players going pro, I mean, it was also a really cool opportunity for you personally, you know, and you do a great job of including your fellow coaches and the players, but I mean, ultimately, you know, you didn't win the title, you still won end of uh, W League Coach of the Year and trophy to be created and delivered by equal time. <laughs> for real, it's not a joke. We'll definitely do that. Um, but talk about what it means for you personally. Does it make you think you, I can't imagine coaching in a stadium like that and not thinking, wow, where could I go with this game? Yeah. um, Definitely makes you think for sure. I would trade coach of the year for the title if I could, but. um, That's what the coach of the year would say, by the way. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's why you want it, Nicole. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, very cool though. Uh, was not expecting that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's next for me. I'm excited to, to get to the next year with Aurora and continue building 
off of what we've built off of. Um, but for sure, the environment on game day makes you think about all kinds of stuff. Um, this was my first year being a head coach for a senior team. Um, not bad, by the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And I, I, I really, I really did enjoy it. I wasn't. Um, I've always enjoyed coaching, but I, I have been an assistant for senior teams for so long that I just didn't know if I would like being the head coach or not. Um, so it was a good first experience for sure. And has me moving in the right, the right positive direction. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, we're all excited to see where you go with it and continue to watch the, the team grow. And I know in the next couple of months, you're going to have your hands totally full with recruiting and all of that. Are you planning on having players come stay here again, like talking, bring it back to the beginning when we were talking about hosting and all of that you want to have now we can kind of open the doors to players coming in and like build really the team that you want to build. Yeah, I would love to continue bringing players in from yeah. from anywhere. We just want, you know, we want the best players that we can get. And we want to keep recruiting players that have that mentality that want to make themselves better. Because um, really this, that is a big piece of what this team is about. It's a stepping stone for players that, that want to play professionally. Um, and last year when we were recruiting, you know, we ran into a lot of players that were like, you know what, it's my summer I only want to train twice a week. Yeah. Like that's fine. Yeah. But then, you know, you're not a good fit for us. Yeah. Um, so we're really looking for those players that want the next level, want that next thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really what helped our team culture be what it was because everybody was on the same page about why they're showing up at 7 a.m. every morning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'll say one of the things that made you like one of the coolest things is seeing all the gear you coaches have. Speaking of you being a head coach, like I don't know how it worked. You brought very chill vibes to the head coach game. Nicole <laughs> is not someone, you know, yelling around. I mean, I'm sure there's moments on the sideline, but if you're watching the team train before, Nicole would just be chilling in her sweet gear. She'd be wearing an Aurora hat. I got the one back here. Yeah. And the talisman hat. But yeah. You, but you guys got a lot of stuff that people cannot buy or get. You have really cool Hummel gear. You got teal that we couldn't get. What's your favorite piece of Aurora gear you got? Because you guys got, by the way, that's also the thing of the players walked away with, I don't know, a decent, I mean, some cool gear, right? I'm assuming they yeah. all it back. Yeah. No, they got cool gear for sure. Um, I have to put a limit on it because of NCAA rules, but um, just want to put it out there. We are following the rules. Um, but my favorite gear, and I'm the only one that has it because Ooh. my assistant's past, if you can believe it, was the vest. The vest? Yeah. I, right. think Show, I don't remember the vest. <laughs> why, why was there only one? Talk to us about this. Uh... <laughs> Here it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is actually what, fire. Why That's is there fire. only why is there only one? Was it just a prototype you chose not to make, so you got the one? Because nobody else wanted it. Yep. Nice. <laughs> I missed out completely. I love it. Well, I'm really proud. I think I gave Danny one too. The thing I'm most proud of is that having there was extra shirts at the first tryout when it was the old logo, and I yep. had one of those. 
and it is a women, it, you know, it's a women's cut, and so I'm showing arm, but I wear I wear that at the bar, so I'm proud. Wear that proudly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, little cap sleeves for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, yeah. for, I'm for a girl, yeah, I'm for a girl. yeah, a little. Girl. So Nicole, I'm just I'm, I want to give you a chance, just like I mean, first of all, just I think for me, and I know from Danny, like thank you so much for all you did this yeah. year. This team was Danny and I would just kind of look at each other. I mean. I was just blessed that Danny was doing it with me. And then also like, wow, this was so fun. Those playoff games, you know, I think the only games I've ever felt that, that week feeling you get in the stadium was probably like U.S. qualifiers or like the women's national team games. I don't think I've ever felt that at a Loons game, just the, the level of energy. Um, so I don't know if you, if there's anything else you wanted to shout out or like thank, you know, any other words you wanted to give to the fans or people at Aurora for the amazing year that you have. <laughs> um, I mean, the list of thank yous are just endless. Yeah. Uh, really, anybody that was involved with this team, they were just so eager to help um, and so eager to be positive and make people's experiences better. I'm just so thankful for that. Um, the entire board and their, their vision, and they really, every single time they had an interaction with, the players, um, I think the players felt like they were special and the people at the top like knew about them, cared about them, which I think doesn't always happen. So that was really great. Um, my assistants, Jen, Jenny and Cassie, they put in so many endless hours of work and and just their their feedback and their willing to be honest, willingness to be honest um, with myself and players. I always really appreciate that. Um, Matt, your brother, you know, he was great to work with, really cared. I mean, he just really cares about women's soccer, which is always fun to just talk to him about anything because he just starts spiraling and, you know, he's so excited about whatever you're talking to him about. And he just falls in love with our players and puts them on a platform, which I think, you know, is really cool because, teams not all teams and and women female players have people like that so um and you guys for always covering our our stuff has just been so great um even like my mom for example who had no idea who equal time is you know she's always like tuning in or like just get posted and i'm like yes mom <laughs> we, uh, we run heavy in moms nicole yeah, we, we yeah. A lot of moms. yeah so and everybody who covered us, like it was so cool to see all the media after game that was waiting for us besides the last game because those were the last people I wanted to yeah. see. <laughs> but um, it was just so great. And we're so honestly just blessed to have so many people involved with this team to keep us going. And um, I think that's what motivates me to, you know, try try to top year one and, and and make year two even that much more special well i know i have heard so many people after the season who were like i'm becoming a community owner next year like i can't wait to get my hands on this and be a part of this so i think the sky's the limit and we're so excited for you and um yeah, yeah thanks for the wonderful season really i mean i think everybody i speak for the community here when we say thank you for putting this team together and for bringing us such a a polished end result. Mm -hmm. 
And if people can engage with the team at the state fair, I won't be going to the state fair, but the state fair, they'll be there. There's new merch, I think, right? Maybe. Yeah, Brewer has it, new merch. I'll be there Sunday. They'll be, right. I, I think Aurora is gonna fast become nine months out of the year a merchandise company because like people have, there's a lot more gear they could make and sell. So that'll be, that'll be cool. We'll be at the Loons game on Saturday too. Oh, right on. Cool. We know where to find them. Catch some players. It's cool. There's some local players so that you can still have um, engagement like that. Because and then they get to you know they're kind of the local, the local stars. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Thank you guys so much for having me. Really appreciate it, Nicole. This is a blast. Thank you for everybody. And thank you to the Patreons, like all the aforementioned mothers. I love, it actually does make me happy thinking, I'm going to be thinking of your mom watching. I'm sure my mom's watching. Hi, mom. I love you very much. Thank you to all the Patreons because it was, the, the way we were able to cover Aurora this summer, it's not just out of the goodness of our hearts. Like, I, we need your money to do it. I mean, I was in St. Louis. I did not pay for that. You guys helped a lot with that. So, and uh, that was why there were some highlights. So we appreciate everything you do, Nicole. And we're just excited for 23. Yeah, let's go. Danny let's said go. she's retired, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.